Yeah, it's very lovely, that. Simply lovely. Simply, simply lovely. Simply, simply lovely. Simply lovely. <laughs> simply lovely. Welcome to Plan C, definitely an F1 podcast. I'm your host, Dmitry Bergen. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to support the show, buy me a coffee. This show is now available on all platforms, wherever you get podcasts for free. All links will be in the show notes down below. And without further ado, let's get into it. The green light, cars and track, ooks and ox, shock, terror, disappointment, and lots, lots, lots of the laps. It's the preseason testing in Bahrain, and I can finally say it, it's a race week! Let's go! We finally have a chance to have a good look at this year's cars, although there are still a lot of questions. Like, for one, what is Alpine doing? Even though their car looks slightly different, it doesn't look that much faster. Pair reports from multiple engineers from the paddock. Alpine is by far, by far, the slowest, heaviest car with the biggest drag, and it's even without mentioning the worst engine on the grid. They're stuck with with t- until 2026. It looked unstable. It would understeer an entrance into turn 4 and immediately oversteer in the apex out of it. Rinse and repeat for the rest of the lap. But there is progress from all of you bastards. Bullied this team into adding more pink to the nose uh, because it was way bleak and boring. I'm not sure what it's going on in there. It, it, it's just it. I don't even know what to add. Like, on top of everything from front office is a mess. I can't even manage what they have, let alone the progress and the whole situation with drivers. What's going to happen next? And there are even expectations now. There were no my pullout from F1 once again because of their results. Well... Alpine is looking slow, and all we can do is wait for a Grand Prix and see where they actually gonna stand. Same goes out to Haas. New team principal, same major, some major updates, but no solid indication that this car will be finally fighting for closer to the middle of a pack rather than the back of it like the last few years. It looks more stable than before, but it still shares worrying amount of parts with Ferrari. Too many, that being said, right? Um, so they're trying to make something their own, but they're cutting it with a bunch of stuff from other team. So they don't have their own personal vision, but on top of it, they're not following the recipe of Ferrari to the full degree. So it's like, it's a weird situation. I don't know what they're gonna do. But let's hope highlighter of a paddock. Pun intended, number one. Sauber team is as good as we've seen Sauber in general. It looks way better than last year. No major instability, steady times and decent speeds. Stake team seems like finally they got under control everything that they needed and they beautifully will be set for Audi joining for 2026. That being said, if 
Audi is going to join. The whole saga around them swings back and forth. Some execs leave Audi. There are rumors that they will not join F1. Others say they will and everything's fine. Then there's somebody else say that Sauber might end up with no constructor behind them, which gonna lead to even crazier rumors that Andretti Cadillac is going to purchase the team out and that's where way to squeeze in in 2026 instead of being 11th team at the paddock. I guess we'll have to wait and see, but for now, they look really good. Botas and Zhu showed some very, very promising times and performances, again, comparing to the last year. Um, I'm excited for them. Not as much as their livery, but the team looks like they got it in the back. We'll have to wait and see. Same as we have to wait and see for Williams, if they're as good as they have been this week during Tass in Bahrain, which was... I'm so happy for them, honestly. Not only the car is beautiful, but it looks faster, it looks more complete and solid all around. Yeah, they had some reliability issues, some hiccups, but... People are freaking out, but they're forgetting that this is exactly what the preseason testing is for. It's there to get all the kinks, hiccups, and all the stuff out of it and figure your car out before season starts so you can go in beautifully marching towards the middle of a pack, which I believe they can do. Logan Sargent had a few spins. I hope he performs better this year than he did last year because he's a decent driver, he's a very good person and personality of a great, great funny boy, so we'll see. Alex Albon is kicking ass, it's amazing, I'm very happy for him and I hope that Williams sticks to their formula and keep pushing forward. Again, we'll just have to wait and around and see. And so should Aston Martin. Carl looks the same. Despite the visual changes and some upgrades, they're not very huge signs that they gained that much as it is um, if you compare them to the rest of the paddock. Yeah, they have their upgrades and stuff like that, but you can't forget that last year, the closer to the end of the season upgrades took them apart, they fell backwards, so they had to go back to their, their older chassis from the first half of the season where Alonso took podium after podium after podium and it seems like they sticked to that idea but again it their numbers their speeds everything very close to what they performed at the beginning of the last year in the last year's test so Considering that the entire grid slightly moved forward, it's very concerning that Aston haven't as much. But again, it's all preseason testing. Numbers don't matter to the 100% degree, so like you can always take it with a grain of salt. And we have to kind of like consider it that they weren't pushing, they were purely seeing if the car is performing the way it needs to perform, stuff like that. Nothing major, we will have to see, but Aston should be worried, especially, especially when we're talking about Red Bull's smaller sister, RB team, or Visa Cash App RB team. A hybrid, basically, of RB18 and 19 and some previous AlphaTauri parts, it's chassis of AlphaTauri pretty much, with all this stuff from Red Bull that could have been pulled over, pulled over. RB looks and shows extreme upgrade in performance comparing to the last year. Best of the rest, 
pretty much by far, with expectations of them stepping into McLaren's toes for fourth best team on the grid, with Danny Rick being permanently back to the team and Yuki Tsunoda just getting naturally better because it's his fifth season with the team, he's getting there, he's growing, he's understanding the team, the car better. And them driving practically 22, 23, 22, I would say, Red Bull car, and to the some degree, in the different colors, pretty much, will give them a substantial boost and opportunity to score some podiums even. Um, people are expecting them to be genuinely in the fight um, for the podiums, like I said, especially against McLaren, which had some massive reliability issues, but again, People, it's testing. That's what it is this for. To figure your reliability issues out and get them correct. But car seems better. Not by a lot better from the last year. Um, but again, they didn't fall backwards. They didn't do they didn't show up with the numbers they had last year preseason testing, which was worse of the paddock by far. So the Kind of moving in the right direction, seems like, which is a great sign already, right? We can't freak out. We're like, okay, they're they're getting it done. Great, awesome. Um, we'll see. Oscar and Lando said that they're happy with the car, but always they're trying not to overhype themselves. They're trying to be realistic about performance and their capabilities and capability of a car. Every upgrade can take you backwards, and every upgrade can take you forward, closer to the end of the f to the begin to like front of the field, right? That's what we've seen last year. They went on the break, came back, Silverstone, Dunk Slam, second best car on the grid by far. You rarely see that happen, and yet it did. It's amazing. It truly is. Um, I'm excited to see what they can do. I'm rooting for them. Papaya team with a bunch of. Sponsors slapped all around it. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't can't stop doing this. They are <laughs> walking billboard. <laughs> um, they are expected, of course, to fight for some podiums, um, be closer and stronger to the front of the field than last year. Definitely in front of Aston Martin. Um, further away from RB, but not as much. So it's not that. McLaren didn't do a good, good job, it's just the Visa Cash App team just pushed themselves that much forward by a mile. And just let's hope and see, let's not overhype ourselves and see what it goes to. And speaking of overhype, Mercedes AMG Petronas F1 Formula Team, F1 Formula Team, F1 Team, whatever. They look very different very different from the past two years um but here's the thing i have not heard from anyone besides james allison himself that mercedes is the second best car in the grid um he literally from all the stuff that i've seen read and listened to he is the only person who says it we are the second best car we can bring into the fight like it's like barack obama giving himself a metal meme, metal meme. That's pretty much what's happening here. Um, car is definitely much better. It's completely different approach from the last year's. I cannot believe it took them so long though. How do you, how do you just sit there for so many years and like, hey, no, it's fine. Well, we'll go for another year with the same concept that absolutely failed. 
and at least we've seen improvements, right? Um, the car is more steady, it doesn't throw you like good old Haas, oversteer, understeer, all over the place, like, it's a stable car, there's no much bouncing, um, if you watch the preseason testing, you've seen bouncing, that's off the track, not the porpoising, that's a difference, that's, every car would do that, right? Um, we did notice that in the second day of the testing, they did and pulled their push roads, uh, pull roads, sorry, to the max down, so they gave it as much anti a forward kind of a roll as, as possible, so more stiffer at the front, the less play, the more stable front, the more snappier front. Again, very, very Red Bull-esque. Car looks amazing. Um, annoyingly, though, FYA said we're gonna be keeping looking eye on Wing and see if it's gonna be legal or not. You deemed it legal before you allowed to put it on the car. How you can all of a sudden say, uh, yeah, we don't know if it's legal. What? How does that even make sense? You can either say, yeah, it's legal, produce it, spend your money, make a wing, it's fine, or you don't. You don't go from, yeah, it's totally okay to not okay within five days. It's absurd. I, I find it so annoying with FIA, this crazy, crazy inconsistency all over the place just drives me insane and I don't know how to even react to it anymore. But... Again, there's a lot of improvement, right? Car looks better, but for how long? Like, let's be honest. Lewis Hamilton said the team didn't listen to him in 22, and they were like, yeah, but thanks, but we know what we're doing. You stick to your part. He said, all right, word, I'm not gonna step on anybody's toes. I'm just gonna drive. And then they rolled out 2023, look that that tractor just, again, worse than before. And they're like, yeah, sorry, Lewis. Seems like you were right. Right? So it's... Is Lewis is set to leave after end of this year? I wonder why, to be honest. He won't be taking as much of a participating in development of this uh, car or definitely next car. And it's been kind of like officially put out there. Like, yeah, we're not going to allow him into development of 2025 car. And development of 2024 is essentially connected to 25. He's gonna give his input and stuff like that, but they're not necessarily gonna take it all seriously or they're not gonna give him some details that they will give to George, for example. And it's natural, of course, you're about to leave for our business competitor. Why would we include you into development of the future? Obviously. For those who's watching Drive to Survive, the episode of our Mercedes, it's a lot of fun, especially knowing what we know now with Lewis living and everything. And so much stuff is going on there and you look at it, you watch it, you listen to what they're saying. You're like, huh, yeah, I'm not surprised Lewis dropped the ball on you, boys. I truly don't. We'll see. Um, there's only hope that Mercedes can do it this year and give Lewis at least a chance to fight for a win. Um, or at very, very least, to have a decent car for his farewell tour with Mercedes before he joins Ferrari, that looks like a proper rocket ship, agreed by the most to be the only, all caps, ma major, major, multiple underscores, the only 
car that can once more bring challenge to Red Bull this season. Beautiful, stable, reliable, fast, good-looking, amazingly sounding Ferrari from Maranello with Fred Vasseur under the helm of a team. It's just... It looked complete, it looked right, the drag of the tires was lowered, the overheating issues were uh, fixated, so everything is fine, the car looks right where it's supposed to be, and it's very, very exciting. I am happy for them, I cannot wait to see Ferrari perform, especially with Sainz leaving, kind of want to see him do it on the highest note possible, right? Especially with him being the only Ferrari driver last year to win a race, I really want to see Red more in the front, I hope they can bring it. That is... If we were talking about Red Bull from the last year... But hold your horses! Pun intended number two. Red Bull is cooking Chef Ramsey style. That seems to be a direction into Mercedes no pod concept, right? Everybody looked at it and those super slim, crazy, like credit card slim intakes, horizontal, vertical. Yes, you heard it right. Vertical intakes that clearly move car closer to the um, zero concept, zero pod concept, with crazy new intakes right by the halo that go down to the engine and turbine, like, that thing is ridiculous, absolutely insane. And I know it's the same livery as last few years, but it looks beautiful as hell. I'm sorry, Red Bull is absolutely gorgeous car. That car, well, Max, Max looked absolutely, absolutely, all caps, non major, multiple underscores again, way ahead of everyone else. I'm talking miles and miles and kilometers away from everyone else. Football fields, if y'all American listening, okay? Per certain reports, which is even worse, Max was driving in a low input engine mode. So he was driving on a low down kind of like settings just to make sure that aero department got it right. Because it's the same engine. And he was still, okay? Just let that sink in, hold for a second, okay? Still over a second ahead of everyone else on a grid during the testing. Again, numbers don't matter that much, but it's a second, 1.14 to be exact. Car looks like it's on the rails, literally. Stable, sharp, goes where you need it to go, does what you need it to do, and does it with such an ease and happiness? Have you seen the video of Gordon Ramsay, um, putting apart a chicken blindfolded, that's what it is, that's what literally happening here, it's such a, down to professionalism, it's insane, um, it, it reminds me very much of W11 when we saw that car, we were like, holy smokes, Mercedes are kind of like, just popping the grid up, that's exactly the same situation, they're, as, as soon as all the teams started catching them up, 
and Jernu said, all right, I have an idea. Let's cook this up and pull away once more. They don't want to leave the grid. They want to dominate. They want to obliterate the entire grid. L lap everybody, everybody up until P2. Like, that's their destination. Max, 100% completion season, pull win ratio at 100%. The perfect season, the perfect season for Red Bull, just go in and get it out. That's what's pretty much it's gonna happen, and arguably W11, this car could be the most, the most dominant, the most beautiful, the best machines ever built. And I'll just leave it at that. What we can't leave is the drain covers. Uh, Ferrari got major floor damage, Red Bull got some very, very minor floor damage, Mercedes got some floor damage because they all drove over the drain cover that popped open, broke some stuff, threw some carbon around, postponed a session a few times, threw some red flags as per usual, we see that right, and... Obviously, it's because cars are taking more curb, they're closer to the ground, they're lower, they're heavier, they're faster, so obviously it's gonna happen. Remember that movie with Sylvester Stallone when he's driving through the city and he drives through the manhole um, cover and that thing just pops? Obviously, it's not gonna happen in real life, but that's pretty much what's happening. Like, it wouldn't fly that high, but it would still, it, it still generates some movement. Like, they're just sucking the thing up like a suction cup. So basically, that's what's happening, and we've seen it last year in Vegas, and um, Charles got a huge issues because of that, with grid um, penalty, sorry, uh, with a grid penalty, and FIA just doesn't care, and it's insane part because we, guys, we are in 2024, this board brings you millions and millions of dollars, people are putting hundreds of millions of dollars in this board, um, I'm talking about teams, of course, and you can figure out the way just make these drain covers just stay set in place and not destroy the cars that are working under cost cap. You put them under cost cap and like, oh yeah, you, we didn't do anything with the track officials, the track owners about the drain coverage, it broke your floor, you, you spend more money on the new floor and you overstep, so we're gonna penalize you for that. It doesn't make sense! Stop doing that! Basically, figure your your stuff out. Make it make sense. That's all I'm gonna say, alright? Alright. Now, a lot of people hit me up on threads, a lot of people hit me up on Twitter, on YouTube. What are my predictions? I don't want to make a predictions for entire year just yet, so I'm gonna go race by race for now, and then I'll be like, alright, by the end of the year, here's my predictions. For now, for now, obviously we have Red Bull in first. That's out of the question, Max. Sorry, it's gonna win a championship, Ferrari and Mercedes second and third, respectively. That's I'm gonna give you for the end of the year. That's what's gonna happen. The rest grid, I'll give you probably after the first race. For now, my predictions are Red Bull in first, Ferrari second, Mercedes third, McLaren fourth. Here's a kicker. Visa Cash App RB team is fifth, Aston Martin sixth, Williams in seventh, Sauber in eighth, Alpine in ninth, and Haas will close out the grid in tenth place. You can yell at me if you want to. 
can hear it anyway. <laughs> Seems like we are out for a real treat this year. Um, to see who is there, who is faster, who is slower. And especially with 13, mind you, 13 out of 20 drivers for without a contract for 2025 and beyond, right? It's gonna be quite a silly season. I am very, very excited and super hyped! I can't wait! I, I literally, I'm losing my... Oh my god! That being said, thank you so much for listening. For those on YouTube, thank you for watching. Remember, this show is available on all beautiful, free platforms, wherever you get your podcasts, as well as YouTube, with F1 gameplay and occasionally some live streams with Arthur Morgan at the helm. Support the show by buying me a coffee. All links will be down below in the description. It's here. Show will be every week with Grand Prix come and go through the week and so on. So if there is a break, I'll figure something out, I promise you. I will be back next week with Bahrain Grand Prix review. Okay? Just wait a little bit. Just a tad bit, I promise you, it's coming. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful week, and during the season opener, take care of yourself and drive safe. I am stupid. I switch off everything.